Hi, everybody. It's You Know Who from You Know Where. Hope you're doing well. The election cycle in the U.S. continues to bring valuable and essential philosophical realities to the close to the forefront. I'm going to push it over the edge, close to the forefront of American consciousness, uh, almost against the will of everyone involved. So first thing I wanted to mention is after months of attacking Donald Trump, for creating a climate of aggression or violence or hostility uh, and um, personal attacks and not talking about the issues and promising to take the high road and only talk about things that matter. Ted Cruz uh, on a talk show last night when he was asked if Trump was the person he disliked most in in America, Cruz replied, and I quote, If I were in my car getting ready to reverse and saw Donald Trump in the backup camera, I'm not confident which pedal I'd push. Yeah. See, it's a little tough to take the moral high ground when talking about somebody else who's at the top creating a climate of aggression when you're literally talking about murdering your political opposition. That's a little tough. And this is the level of of discombobulation and disconnection that has me again gravitate that there's something seriously wrong with this guy that you think that would be uh, an appropriate joke. Joke or statement to make when you have criticized someone else for creating a climate of aggression. I don't think that Donald Trump has talked about murdering Ted Cruz, who is so sensitive, you see, to any kind of aggression that, you know, Michelle Fields being moved out of the way of Donald Trump's security entourage after being told twice by the Secret Service agents not to touch or grab at Donald Trump, he's just shocked and appalled at that, moving someone aside who is initiating battery, and as some have said, that is shocking and appalling. But making a statement about killing Donald Trump, well, that, 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 that's just funny. Oh, I don't know. Now, uh, the other thing that happened recently, of course, was that um, the nature of the state loomed up, you know, like like Loch Ness Monster in the rearview mirror. Hey, did I see something? <laughs> the, the nature of the state. So I've talked for years uh, about the gun in the room, that when people want the government to do something, they are demanding that the government use violence to achieve their goals or objectives. Uh, that everything the government does is force, is the initiation of force almost exclusively. Now, Trump is pro-life, and of course, that is a traditional Republican sentiment uh, to be uh, pro-life, which means that uh, they believe that the life of the fetus is protected as a person under U.S. law, and therefore ending the life of the fetus is a violation of the fetus's rights. And that is a standard Republican position. And uh, he was on a... um, a town hall with um, uh, Chris Matthews. And uh, Chris Matthews, actually a Catholic himself, uh, where, uh, as far as I understand it, abortion is a terrible, terrible sin, a violation of uh, the life of the fetus with a soul protected by God's laws. And, of course, Trump tried asking Chris Matthews about his beliefs, and Chris Matthews basically says... No, I'm not going to because I'm not running for president, so I get to ask the questions. Well, I think it's important for people to know those in the media who have moral beliefs and how those moral beliefs manifest, because either those moral beliefs don't manifest in anything they say, in which case they're not really moral beliefs, 
or the moral beliefs do manifest themselves, in which case people need to know where the bias is or the moral preferences is of the people in the mainstream media. But the people in the mainstream media, of course, because they're bullies and generally cowards, so they want to corner other people but will never take questions themselves. But, you know. So the question was, should abortion be punished? Should a woman seeking abortion or getting an abortion, should that woman be punished? Now, in the past, uh, there was something called uh, the, the quickening of the baby. Uh, before, there were t- tests, of course, to know whether you were pregnant or not. Uh, you had to feel the baby kicking or fluttering. Uh, with my daughter, it's like it was this tiny little butterfly or Pac-Man. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, so uh, it was a grave offense um, in the past to abort a baby where there was uh, quickening, where you could feel the baby's uh, movements. And uh, it was, of course, it was a punishable offense. That's what government is. Government punish people, punishes people for disagreeing with what you want. You know, you want free tuition. Other people don't want to pay for it. And if you get your way and you get the government to mandate free tuition, then the government is going to go to other people with guns, get their money and give it to the administrators of the university who will then proceed to give you a terrible education. <laughs> that's like that's that's what government is. When you say I want the government do or there ought to be a law or let's have a regulation or let's do this, let's that's what happens. The government goes to people and implicitly or explicitly holds guns to their heads and takes what you want from them and they the government will escalate threats of force until you comply or until you are dead. That is the nature of the state. Now, we've turned the state into this cuddly teddy bear that is all about equality and, and justice. And uh, No, the, the, the state is an agent, uh, agency of violence. That's what it is. And that used to be well-known in society. And uh, more recently, for reasons I've gone into elsewhere, it has kind of fallen away. So Chris Matthews said, this is not something you can dodge. Look, people in certain parts of the Republican Party, conservative Republicans would say, yes, it should. Trump answered, like, yes, it should be uh, punished. How about you? Matthews asked. Trump said, I would say it's a very serious problem and it's a problem we have to decide on. Are you going to send them to jail? Trump said, I'm asking you, Matthews said. Trump said, I am pro-life. And he was asked how such a ban would actually work. He said, well, you go back to a position like they had where they would perhaps go to illegal places, but we have to ban it. And um, he said there has to be some form of punishment, Trump said. For the woman, Matthews asked. Yeah, Trump said, nodding. The punishment would have to be determined. And, And now I believe his campaign has issued a statement saying that it is the doctors who would be punished. Now, This is a reality of the pro-life position. If you are pro-life, then you wish the government to punish women seeking abortions. Now, it could be a fine. You know, up in 1967, in 49 states, abortion was a felony. In New Jersey, it was a high misdemeanor. It could be a fine. But if you say, listen, I don't want people to drive over 65 miles an hour. Well, what are you going to do? Punish them if they do? Yeah. That's what, if you want to have a law... People are going to get punished. Like, how, how could we have fallen so far from any remnants of classical liberalism, if not downright common sense, that people have no clue that the government enforces laws with guns? I mean, have we completely crawled up the leftist armpit and no longer can see the forest for the hair? I mean, <laughs> good God, the government will enforce laws through force, through violence.
And it's funny that in this particular issue, this, this white knighting, right? The, oh no, women would be punished if they killed the baby in their womb. Women might be, ah, like, wh- what? You know, when, when, when Bernie Sanders suggests raising taxes on, on very wealthy people or even medium wealthy people, that will disproportionately affect men. What? My, like, if, if Bernie Sanders doubles your taxes, do you support force in the collection of those taxes? Of course, that's what a tax is. Is send me the money or I will escalate force against you until you send me the money or die. That, that's what it is. It's a shakedown in uniform. That, that's what taxation is, always has been, always will be. So when people want laws that disproportionately affect men... You know, I'm thinking like the draft or alimony or child support or even the horrible things that happen to men in family courts in America or elsewhere. When people want laws that disproportionately affect men, you know, people don't clutch their pearls and faint on the couch and demand their smelling salts like some hysterical aunt in a Jane Austen novel because because men might be punished for not obeying the law. Yes, that's what a law is. If you want the law, you have to look at that gun pointed at people's heads and say, good, that's what I want. The law is not a suggestion. It's not a waiter saying, here are our specials. Would you like them? It's the waiter saying, I have a gun. It's order this, go to jail, or die. (laughs) That's what the state is. And so if you support the pro-life position, then you support the government punishing women who get abortions, just as if you strangle a baby in the crib, you will be punished. And if you strangle a baby in the womb or you kill a baby in the womb, you will be punished. That is the pro-life position in a status society. And this mock, like, it's so astounding. Like, I can't tell you, I really, really can't tell you how literally mental we have become as a society. And now I, I get it. Like it's all manipulation. It's all about women are going to be negatively impacted. But we, we can't have punishments for punish the doctors. Yeah, it'll be mostly men. That's fine. Punish the doctors. No punish. Don't punish the women for making the choice. You know, punish the hitman. Don't punish the person who hired the hitman. Even though the person who hired the hitman is the reason why the hitman killed someone. Like it's the demand for abortions that would drive the doctors to provide them. And therefore, uh, it is the woman who is the initiating causal agency in the procurement of an abortion, legal or not. But so I get it. It's like w- women might face a negative consequence. Oh, no. Da, 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 da. White knight. Are there eggs in trouble here? Let me help. I will pull out my tiny penis lance, emerge from my mother's basement, and protect the women who will never have sex with me but give me masturbatory fantasies. That's the best I can offer. By the way, could you hear me in this helmet? <laughs> I can't see a thing! That is the reality of where we are. Either people in the media have no idea that the law involves force, that it forces compliance and escalates force until you comply or die. Either the people in the media have no idea about that, in which case I don't even know what to say, or they do know it, but they're pretending they don't and pretending to be shocked. Shocked, they tell you, that gambling is occurring in this establishment. Shocked that uh, government laws involve any kind of force just to provoke that white knight response and have people circle the wagons, protect the eggs. Uh, alien guns approaching eggs. Ah! 
so they're either horribly manipulative and pretending they don't know something which is ridiculously sophistic, or they genuinely have no idea that the government is an agency of force and that laws involve the initiation of violence. In which case, well, I'll just leave you to ponder what such ignorance has done to your programming over the years you've been exposed to the mainstream media. And this is very, very important. We, we really, like, literally, this is civilization, yay or nay. This is what it comes down to, because people need to understand that the government is an agency of force. Now, people dependent on the government don't like to see that. Because they just like to think that the government is magically just handing them stuff. The government has all this money they vote for. They don't want to see that everything they want from the government has to be stolen by force from someone else. From all those around them through the inflation that results from the government creating money out of nothing to pay them for their cheddar, or to pay them their cheddar, or it is directly stolen from people in taxes, or it is stolen from the unborn through debts, deficits and debts. And it's so funny, like, uh, I mean, the right, the religious right, the Republican right claims to care about the unborn so much that even though they've had significant control over Congress over the past uh, while, they still haven't passed a budget in like eight years or something like that. And that's because they get to continue to spend the emergency trillion dollars every year if they don't pass a budget. So the right, they don't care about the unborn. Because if you, would, if you were to care about the unborn, how about not having the unborn born into a situation where there are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and unfunded liabilities? No, that doesn't matter. So it is very important that we understand what the state is. For this reason, and almost this reason alone, that the weather is getting warmer. This is March 2016. The weather is getting warmer. What does that mean? That means close to a million Africans are massing along the northern tip of Africa, getting ready to cross into Europe. And there will be more. And there will be more, and there will be more. As the weather warms up, Europe, Europeans have a choice. Nobody who is dependent on the state wants to see the violence of the state because it shames their parasitism. They don't want to see it. They're like the mafia wife. Doesn't want to do a ride along on a hit. Doesn't want to see the blood on her husband's shirt doesn't want to see him brush bits of brains off his sleeves. She just wants to decorate. Doesn't want to know where the money comes from. So Europe has a choice. And this choice is you either let millions of Africans pour into Europe, which will turn Europe into Africa, never to become Europe again. Breeding rates, demography will never happen. Europe will never be Europe again if the Europeans don't wake up to the fact that the state is force and they're facing an invasion and if they don't stop it, if they don't let the government use the force which it has always had, which Europeans have begged for and worshipped and voted for and prayed for, for decades they have said to the state, more power, more power, more redistribution, more taxes, more ability to create money, more bailouts, 
They have begged for state power. And now, as masses of soon-to-be criminals who are crossing into Europe under false pretenses, thus making them criminals, according to European law, or the people who seek asylum who don't stay in the country that they land in, which is the only way you can legitimately seek asylum, as close to a million Africans gather on the northern tip of Africa, eyeing the welfare jewel of Europe. Europe is either going to accept that the state is an agency of force and force is going to be needed to prevent the demise of Europe, or they're going to continue to imagine that the state is just a pleasant social agency that does nice things to help people, in which case they're going to turn away from the use of force. And Europe, and European civilization, and the multi-millennia history, and culture and science and art, technology, free market, medicine, everything, will die. Never, ever to recover.